All right, boys, welcome back to the week three episode of the Throne League podcast. Uh, Johnny, it's great to be back. How are you doing? Uh, it was a little bit of a boring game, uh, week of football. There were some decent games in there, but, you know, those primetime ones uh, kind of stunk up. But how are you doing? I'm doing, uh, you know, pretty well, Jacob. Like you said, all things considered. I mean, it was still a good week of football all the way around. Just a little bit weird. And certainly some teams didn't, or I guess I should say more specifically, some players didn't live up to expectations, but some other guys, some lesser known guys, some unexpected guys really delivered in big ways, mostly on the waiver wire or people's benches, but still a fun week all the way around. Um, you know, we've wrapped up. I mean, obviously we'll get to it here in a moment, but we still have an undefeated team after three weeks, which is a big accomplishment. And uh, everybody, I believe, has a win by this point, which is so, you know, no one's feeling too bad. I saw a bunch of posts on Twitter talking about, you know, let me know how you're 0-3 without actually letting me know that you're 0-3 and that type of stuff. So nobody's too bad off. How are you doing, Jacob? Yeah, I took my first loss this week, so it was a little disappointing. Stino dropped the fucking bomb on me. Uh, he got his first dub. His team looked pretty good. Um, and Nut got his first win. So I'm proud of those boys. You know, they had bad starts this season. But, yeah, no, the the, the race for this uh top uh spots it's it's tight there's a bunch of two and one teams a bunch of one and two teams jack just stands alone up there but uh i'll, I'll real quick uh just recap the uh scores of this week um starting it off with uh my matchup versus stino stino beat me 176.1 to 106.5 he had some great performances from devonta smith uh breakout game mark andrews uh jack goes to 3 and 0 beating houston happy endings 136.5 to 94.8 uh nutter gets his first win over johnny 110.9 to 101.4 Brian gets a second dub in a row, 121.6 over Lambam. Thank you, ma'am. Bryce, 107.3. Caden uh, lost to Jake as Jake uh, comes back after a loss last week, uh, 107 to 88.1. Shame Caden took the uh, gauntlet loss this week. And then Joe picks up a second dub on the season, taking down Scott, 115.4 to 99.3. Uh any certain teams step uh, jump out to you this week uh, in uh, this week of fantasy? Well, obviously, it, it feels fair to point out and congratulate Stino. You know, we had him on the show last week, so therefore, really, it's the reverse curse. Obviously, you come on here and you do great. I mean, um, as you said, Nutter picked up a one as well, and he was on the show or on the podcast a couple weeks ago. So really, just good things start turning around, although... <clears throat> Nutter beat me, so that's actually, well, we may have to look at that. That's not the way that's supposed to go. But scoring 176 points, um, that's a ridiculous accomplishment. I guess the other thing that stood out this week, Jacob, you know, we talked about the games, and a lot of teams struggled in, in real football, which makes sense that it would translate to fantasy, but we had a lot of guys struggle to put points on the board. I mean, as I look just to count here, we had one, two, three guys score under 100 points, a lot of guys under 110 in general. You know, just a handful of guys really put on a good week. Um, and fortunately, all those guys won. So, you know, I guess that uh, there is justice at the end of the day. The fantasy gods aren't completely uh, unrelenting, although at times they feel like they can be. But um, what about you, Jacob? Anything stand out on the scoreboard for you this week? 
Um, yeah, as you said, you know, some guys picking up some big wins. Uh, I think a, a team to be looking out for is uh, Tractor Taylor. His team's kind of jumped ahead. He's been on the shoulders of Lamar Jackson. He's put up two back-to-back huge games. Uh, he'd hope to have some better performances from his running backs. But overall, you know, he's got two in a row, uh, third in points four. Uh, and, you know, it's it's been a great uh, start after a uh, a bad first loss in week one, but he, his team's kind of stepped up. Um, yeah, so you know, guys are still moving up and down the board. We'll see how that kind of goes. Um, I think this would be a great time to jump into some NFL conversations, um, uh, especially the uh, AFC West and the AFC South. These are two of the more surprising divisions, especially in this week as they kind of matched up against each other. Uh, who kind of jumps off the page in, to you there uh, after watching these uh, games this Sunday? Yeah, Jacob, it was pretty interesting. As you said, the West and the South, they matched up in three different games. Um, those teams involved were the Chiefs versus the Colts, the Raiders versus the Titans, and the Jaguars versus the Chargers. Um, and in each of those matchups, you know, the surprising outcome was the AFC South team came away with a victory. Coming into this season, there was a lot of talk, a lot of hubbub about how high-powered the AFC West was going to be, obviously with the addition of Russell Wilson as the Broncos quarterback and uh, you know, the Chargers loaded up with all kinds of talent. We know how good the Chiefs are. The Raiders go out and make a huge trade for Devontae Adams. And this week, they got their lunch handed to him, man. I mean, the Chiefs losing a game 20-17 to 17 against the Colts feels really shocking. Um, of course, in typical fashion, the Chiefs did have a shot at the end of that game. Mahomes had the ball last, uh, driving down the field, and it did end up tossing an interception. Um, so the Colts were able to flip that script, they said. Hey, you Bills guys that were all bitching and moaning last year, you actually can stop these guys if you just try hard enough, and certainly the Colts do have a talented defensive unit. But I think the really surprising one, because I could have a, probably a whole rant section about the, how the Raiders have played this year, but the Jacksonville Jaguars dropping a 38 bomb on the Los Angeles Chargers. Obviously, we know that's a, the Chargers have been a really banged-up team, and Herbert at the top of that list with his injury that he did play through. But uh, only managing 10 points on offense and just getting absolutely crushed by Jacksonville easily might be the most surprising outcome thus far, um, just the fashion in which it happened. But when you have those additional storylines of Herbert's injury and a couple other injuries for the Chargers, it makes a little bit more sense. What about you, Jacob? What did you make of these matchups? Yeah, I think you touched on a lot of the big points there. Uh, but, like, yeah, I'm very surprised about those the Jags, and I'm excited to see if they could go and contend and win that division. They obviously are off to a great start there, but um, if they can uh, pull through and get uh, um, sneak their way into the playoffs, it's going to be uh, interesting. I kind of hate Trevor Lawrence, but Doug Peterson, he's kind of I, – I, I like him a little bit, so I'm uh, very intrigued in there. And then, yeah, uh, Russell Wilson just being – dog shit with that uh Broncos team you know hopefully he could do a little better help uh Nutter's team so they could ride a little further uh and uh get a little more uh points under their belt but yeah the NFL has been a little interesting this year some teams have been down but overall great start to the year and I'm looking forward to how it all shakes out as we get further into it um Johnny there have been a couple injuries throughout this year uh 
the this week we got hit with a few more uh looking into some of those guys who's who's who are you more concerned about or um are you just looking into a little bit yeah jacob you know unfortunately the injury report that we have this week is kind of some familiar faces some guys that frequently find themselves on the injury report a couple of them the personal bias hit pretty close to home deandre swift who picked up a sprained ankle in week one, uh, re-aggravated it in his game this week. He also sprained his shoulder, so now he's doubly banged up. It looks like he's going to miss a few weeks. Detroit does have an early bye week, so they might be able to work that into their favor, get Swift healthy maybe a little bit quicker. I mean, and then you have one of the big guys. I'm going to try here on the spot, Jacob, to Google Delvin Cook, because I know that he did leave the game with injury but I'm not sure with what his report is. Uh, I see here from the Star Tribune that he has a dislocated shoulder. So I don't know. That doesn't. That sounds very painful, but it will be monitored throughout the week with the hope that he'll be fit to play in Sunday's game against the Saints in London. Um, obviously, the shame there with Dalvin is that it's a familiar story. Um, it's a guy who's banged up quite often. It feels like every season he's had if not at least one injury, a slew of injuries. Um, and then just to kind of wrap up the other guys here worth talking about, and then Jacob, I'll let you put your spin on which of these guys you think might worry you the most or might not worry you or what have you. But uh, Dave Montgomery for the Chicago Bears left the game with injury. Let me also type into Google here. This is a very advanced show with tons of pre-planning. What his current designation is, I don't know, Jacob. There's no one cares. He left with a knee. <laughs> He might get an MRI uh, with a knee and an ankle injury, both. But the prognosis is good. So whatever that means, that's the typical, you know, not very clear jargon that they love to use for injuries. And then last but not least, T. Higgins. Uh, T. Higgins bounced back last week after getting concussed in week one, only to almost get concussed again this week, but also pick up a toe injury. Uh, currently, he's questionable heading into this week. So, Jacob, unfortunately, a bunch of these guys are familiar faces. What do you make of this injury report? Yeah, um, I'm more interested in the running backs there besides Higgins. You know, Higgins, he got banged up a little bit, and I feel like in that wide receiver core he's kind of the guy that Joe Burrow goes to um just to kind of pick up some yardage uh make some plays for him you know Jamar he's going to be looking at Jamar Chase but uh, I think he's his fallback guy get him uh, in good field position but then looking at the running backs I think this is an opportunity where we could be seeing more running back by committees if some guys step up obviously Swift is way better than uh Jamal Williams but He's been uh, stealing those goal line carries. They might be looking to work him in there so Swift doesn't keep getting injured throughout the year. Something to look at there. Then Dalvin Cook, Alex Mad Alexander Madison's been a uh, – he's always came in and stepped up for Cook. So maybe if he gets put in there, they, they start taking some carries away from Cook. And then Khalil Herbert was really good last week. So I don't know. That would be what I'd be looking at if they're going to be pulling carries away from these guys. Um, some other things that happened throughout the year or this year so far is these rookie wide receivers that have kind of stepped up. Uh, Olave, London, and Wilson on their respective teams have kind of found a role where they can be productive in fantasy. Which one of those guys are you looking at the most as a uh, potential starter or key player for some teams? Yeah, well, I got to tell you, Jacob, there's a lot to look at here with Drake London 
for obviously the Atlanta Falcons, Garrett Wilson for the New York Jets, and Chris Olave for the New Orleans Saints. All these guys, you know, in just three weeks have done stuff that's really, really promising. I mean, you have Drake London's been kind of the consistent guy. Five catches for 74 in week one, eight for 86 plus a touchdown in week two, and three for 54 and a touchdown in week three. So he's basically found a way each week to be extremely relevant. Uh, He sees a pretty good share of targets. Kyle Pitts did come alive uh, a little bit for Atlanta, so that might, you know, um, cap maybe his ceiling a little bit for those big plays because Kyle Pitts, obviously, when he's right and when they use him right, which has been an early criticism of the Arthur Smith. I think that's, is that, I don't know what the coach's name is. It's not Arthur Smith, is it Jacob? Whoever the Falcons' new coach is. Yeah, it's Smith. I'm I'm fairly certain on that. Okay, it's just a really generic name, so I I feel like I could just say it and people would be like, yeah, okay, that's probably who that is. Um, Then you look at Garrett Wilson, who hits really close to home for the both of us, Jacob, and everybody listening here because of the performance he had in Week 2 against Cleveland. But he actually followed it up with a pretty good performance um, against Cincinnati, even though the Jets struggled quite a bit. Six catches for 60 last week. Clearly, both London and Wilson are part of the offenses going forward. Then, Jacob, we get to the really, really special guy of this group so far, Um, a guy that I liked coming out of the draft, just a really talented guy from Ohio State, Chris Olave. Each of the last two weeks, 13 targets. I don't know the official numbers, but his air yards have, if not tops, he has like 585 air yards, Jacob, through three weeks or some crazy number. I'm not an air yards fanatic. I don't know what it means, but I know he's the most, which means that either they're throwing the ball to him a lot or they're throwing the ball to him a lot downfield, what have you. It's exciting fantasy opportunities. This past week, nine catches, 147 yards. That is a big, big boy stat line. And with Michael Thomas picking up uh, an injury designation this week, you know, it hasn't been the prettiest New Orleans football, but boy, is uh, Chris Olave making the most of it so far. What about you, Jacob? What do you think of these rookie guys? Are you buying the early success? Yeah. Um, w- when going into the draft, you know, you're, you're throwing late flyers at these guys and you're hoping that they could kind of step in. You know, Jamar Chase did it last year. Uh, it's hard to repeat that success, but you know, that's what you're looking for from these rookie wide receivers. And they're looking promising coming into this, you know, they're all in not the best, uh, quarterback situation. So you get a little concerned about that. You wonder if, uh, with Garrett Wilson, if, uh, Zach, Zach Wilson, uh, if he, uh, can, uh, hit some targets and stuff there. So, you know, you're a little concerned with that. Is Mariota going to stay the start of the whole year for, um Atlanta and then uh James Winston's got two like dislocated discs in his back so it's very concerning there but you know they're good they're good players I think they'd be able to be fantasy relevant no matter what so yeah uh great for the guys who drafted him uh these three guys I think they uh might be able to get some good production out of them going forward um yeah, that's all I got with those guys there you got anything else throughout the the league or some fantasy stuff um, you know, Jacob, I mean, I think it's been an encouraging start fantasy. What what really got home to me this week is I was perched in front of my TV Sunday watching from one o'clock straight through to the end of the night um, was that man fantasy football has a hold on me, you know, and this league really does mean a lot to me. And it's just it's such a great way to add that extra level uh, to watching a football game like you can watch a football game. and Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And if it's the Browns, yeah, it's pretty exciting because it's the team that we root for but fantasy football is just like a different it hits different jacob 
And uh, that's what makes doing this podcast a lot of fun as well, getting to talk about all this um, fun fantasy football stuff. But another aspect, Jacob, and this look at this, this is an excellent transition coming up here, is that it allows us each week to pull one of the guys from the league and bring him on for an interview. And this week we have a very, very esteemed guest who has not gotten off to the hottest start. I'm trying. I have 100 tabs open here. I was just going to highlight that he is, uh, you know, ranked 10th in the league right now. So it hasn't been the ideal start. But Caden is going to be joining us today. And we're going to get, you know, sort of his opinion on how the season has gone for him and where he might might end up. So, Jacob, what do you say? You think it's time to bring him on? Yeah, let's get let's get him in here. Okay, boys. Now we welcome on Caden. Uh, how's it going, Caden? Thanks for coming on. Not too bad. Thanks for having me on. How's it going, boys? Uh, chilling. Uh, thanks for coming on, Caden. Um, Johnny, you got an intro question for him? Yeah, sure, Caden. As I'm looking through your team here, I know that it probably hasn't been um, the start you would have wanted, but I do see um, a really talented roster here. Through the first three weeks, who would you say has been the most positive surprise for you? Um, I mean, based on like how I acquired them, I guess, like, cause we're really only like three weeks in, uh, to be honest, two is like Tua has had like his down weeks, but most I attribute that just to the defenses he faced in those weeks. And then he just torched the Ravens with that win. And it was like insane. So, I mean, like, Everyone saw the potential there, but to see it like some of it come to fruition is honestly kind of surprising for me. Yeah, I have, Tua has been, like you said, it's been interesting. I mean, that whole Miami team, I know Jacob and I talked about them last week, has been an interesting team to watch and certainly will be um, an interesting one going forward. So kind of in relation to that question, which guy for you so far has been maybe your biggest disappointment? I mean, not it has to be Najee, right? I mean, I feel like I've I've done fantasy since like freshman year. I've never seen a year like this year where so many like people are just underperforming. Like you had Derrick Henry the first two weeks, like putting up pedestrian numbers. Najee's putting up low numbers. Eckler's putting up low numbers. JT doesn't like he had one good week, like. I've never. I don't think I've seen it to this extent. Like it's kind of wild to me. Yeah, I think Najee is a good one to highlight, and obviously a first round pick. And you know, through the first three weeks, he's only ranked you know nineteenth at his position. But there is a couple of encouraging things. I mean, he still has carried the ball forty times, which is near the tops for his position. He does have ten catches. I think it's just kind of emblematic of that Pittsburgh Steelers team. Uh, poor offensive line play, not much of a pass game. I, but I still think you're going to be fine because obviously Najee's floor is still very high. I mean, even through the first three weeks, they haven't been stud numbers, but they've been not necessarily numbers that are going to cost you the game. So I think going forward, you know, if, assuming that Pittsburgh team gets just a little bit better, they've looked really rough offensively through the first three games. I think that they're going to get a little bit better than that, um, especially if they were to make a, a move on from Trubisky. What about a player who maybe hasn't jumped out yet, but who's someone that you're looking uh, into the future that you might expect them to start making some really big plays down the line? 
I mean, it's the same. It's the reason I drafted both of them. But like Singletary and Clyde are both kind of like in that spot where it's like they're they're on high octane offenses, and they're they're just like kind of overlooked because they throw so much. But in some of these games where they they're gonna get up, they'll they'll be the guys running the ball, and right as of right now they're just catching a ton of pass it's like what's keeping them relevant as running backs like Clyde's like top four top five right now at, at the running back position with like no rushing yards but he's just catching so many passes and just finding the end zone so like those two guys I'm like I'm ready to see them in a game where their offense has scored so many points they have to like run the clock out because that hasn't happened for like either team yet this season. Those are, you know, actually, as I'm looking at those two players now, they are actually more similar than I might have thought initially. It's just some interesting notes. Neither of them through the first three weeks have recorded more than 10 carries in a game, but they have been. I mean, Hilaire has been very consistent in his receiving game, and obviously Singletary had the big week receiving last week, which is a, a promising sign to see. We know how much Buffalo certainly loves to throw it. Um, and they might get themselves into shootouts, although that defense is um, pretty strong. Jacob, uh, what questions do you have for Caden? Yeah, I want to just jump. Obviously, a clearing issue on your team right now. Darren Waller hasn't performed to where you drafted him as, at. Uh, are you concerned with him going forward? Do, are you looking at him as a, t- a touchdown or bust kind of player? Uh, what's your kind of thought with Waller going forward? I mean, Waller's just the effect of Derek Carr. Like, the vehicle is fucking... Got the tranny out, bruh. The engine's fucking all fucked up. Like, I don't know what's going on over there. But you add Devontae Adams. You already had Waller. I mean, granted, Ren- Renfro was injured this last week. But how is Matt Collins your, no- like your number one receiver? Like, it, I don't know what's going on over there, but it's just not making any sense. Like, Waller has been getting the red zone targets. Like, in the last game, he had multiple red zone targets they just couldn't connect which i feel like later on they'll eventually like pan that out but one of them went for a pick it's just how the cookie crumbles i guess yeah that is kind of an issue the raiders only own three teams so far in football and you know mcdaniels he's got a a very complicated uh, offense you know maybe cars struggling to pick that up and you know hopefully they could get on the same page and waller could be a a star for you going forward um but then yeah you uh then looking into your wide receivers you know you're kind of in a tough scenario right now a couple guys haven't performed to what they want you got some question marks is lazard going to be able to catch these touchdowns or get these targets from uh rogers and then julio you know hurt last week um, Russell Gage is a great pickup and start this week, but what's your kind of uh, philosophy going forward with your wide receivers? As you know, your your, your running backs should be your shining stars. Uh, you just got to find out what you're going to do with the wide receivers. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the whole draft strategy, I guess. But that's how it goes. I mean, none of them panned out the way I wanted them to, but that's just kind of how fantasy goes. But with like people i mean like train of thought wise and like how i got them is you expect denver and green bay to just be scoring all over the place but it's like as i said before it's just not 
like this year's just weird it's just not happening then Allen is was like a I expected to just be able to play him here and there in good matchups but now I'm, it feels like I'm needing to rely on, on him more than I should so I mean going forward I'm hoping I mean obviously everyone like I don't understand this notion that a lot of guys in our league have that like people are untradeable I feel like every player should have a price so obviously like I'm trying to use my running back strength to wait for a wide receiver but we'll see how that goes yeah uh I know there's been some rumors going around that you were looking for some trades to try to get the wide receivers. I know it's hard to trade early in the season for some guys as, you know, they draft these guys and they saw the potential in the drafts, so it's going to be tough moving forward there. Um, Johnny, you looking at some other things on his team where uh, he can be uh, looking to uh, kind of find value? Well, like Caden mentioned, you know, you, you think about the Denver offense, at least in theory, since Wilson is new this year, and then you think about the Green Bay offense, and you think that both of those teams are going to move the ball. Um, Alan Lazard, you know, has found the end zone each of the last two weeks. It's just been, he's almost kind of like the exception to the rule, where he's found the end zone, but he still hasn't been all that great. Um, and it's just kind of the fact that that Green Bay offense hasn't really found its stride um, in the post-Devontae Adams era, and that might still take a little bit longer to iron out. Um, and unfortunately, at least early on, it's been a really similar story for Denver where Wilson's had a, a really hard time acclimating to that offense. Obviously, Judy flashed in week one when he got over 100 yards and a touchdown. The last couple of weeks have been um, a lot tougher to stomach, just three catches the last two weeks as Cortland Sutton has... Uh, built up his rapport a lot quicker. I think the plus side for you, Caden, is that those players are still just as talented as you were when you drafted them. I'm definitely leaning a little bit heavier into Judy's uh, potential um, and talent as a player, whereas I think Lazard is a bit better based on his maybe his situation. Um, I'm not necessarily as sold on him as a player. I just you know don't know if we've seen everything from Judy yet um, since he was drafted. The injuries have certainly slowed him down. But you know, you talk about making a trade early on in the season, and I do still think that, you know, time willing, Judy and Lazard can be those guys. Um, it's just a really sucky process to wait it out, especially when there's um, no guarantee at the end of the road that those offenses are going to get turned around. But it seems like painfully evident that at some point Denver's offense has to get better. Um, so I still think that the ceiling for both those guys is, is pretty high, I would say. What about you, Jacob? Yeah, no, I, I still see a lot of potential with these guys there. Um, Caden, uh, what's what's your just kind of thoughts going through the rest of the season? Are you at panic button level yet, or are you still confident? I mean, I could really, like see the potential in my players. Um, like I, I just don't know at like what point making a move is more important than like waiting waiting out to see how these players pan out because like i have faith in them and i have faith in like just the talent and the situation like there's no way that russell wilson and aaron Rodgers, especially coming after i mean like they could have both fallen off the face of the earth but like i don't know you just have to like trust that 
they've they've done it before. They've they're proven talents. You just have to pan it out. But at what point is am I am I bleeding out too long? You know. Yeah. Uh, one interesting thing I saw here is your defense. It's pretty much just what got you the yeah. gauntlet. This, yeah. This week. It was a it's a fifteen point swing in my matchup yeah. too. <laughs> which is yeah. wild. It, it, Joey Bosa goes down and they just went to shambles. Yeah, that is something that I've kind of looked into that I was never really paying attention to, and I'm going to try to put more effort into it. Have you had the Chargers this whole time, or was this a, a streamer that you pulled up? No. I've what's had, your plan I've had, going? I drafted the Chargers because I thought their defense was just that elite. Like I thought it was like, like basically like when the Bears got Khalil Mack. And they, the Chargers got Cleo Mack this time. It's like they've just built a roster of just, like, insane talent there with, like, Derwin James, like, Bosa, Max there. Like, they should, on paper, just be ridiculous. But, I mean, I guess Joey Bosa is the only one that's keeping them together because him, him getting hurt resulted in the Jacksonville Jaguars of all teams dropping 30 points on them. Yeah, don't, don't sleep on the Jags, though. No, uh, I, I see, like, Lawrence might be the truth, bro. Like they, yeah, fuck him, though. Dude, you have Urban Meyer in the club one season, and then the next season you're you're doing this, like, to start it off. It's kind of insane. I, I do think, just stop here for it for a moment um kid you brought up an interesting point you're talking about the chargers defense on paper and then bringing in the jaguars there's kind of an interesting way to highlight that when you look at the denver broncos on paper you're talking about a team with russell wilson javante williams jerry judy and Cortland sutton all guys that a lot of people would say are really really talented their position and then you look at a team like jacksonville with obviously the unproven trevor lawrence Christian Kirk, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, uh, Zay Jones, who had a big week. You know, you look on paper and you go, well, Denver has got him. Certainly through three weeks, Denver would be the more flashy offense, the more certainly the more consistent fantasy output, and it just hasn't been the case. And that's kind of the, the really gut-wrenching, difficult part to fantasy is that you can look at it on paper and it makes sense, and then on the field it just doesn't click. Yeah, I mean, I there's, there's a lot of teams in the league right now that are like that. Like, a lot of people expected them to be a lot better than they are. Like, Chargers are, or not Chargers, but the Cardinals, I feel like, are in that boat, too, where, I mean, they're, they're squeaking out some wins, but Kylo looks lost. Yeah, well, as I know people people are quick to Twitter to, to put out the warning that with the Call of Duty uh, beta being released yeah, this week, and there was a chance I mean, that <laughs> Kyler might might see a drop in production and it was certainly not the prettiest of weeks for him and it hasn't been uh, the prettiest of years for him no but i mean just like all the other guys you just they've done it before expect them to get back to form at some point during the season yeah Yeah, and on your roster just one more note on your roster kind of a guy who's almost becoming a heartbreaking example that you know with alan robinson is the player that we know is so talented and uh, clearly Chicago, you can talk about what Chicago's done this year offensively and what the receiving core's done. They sent Darnell Mooney, the moon man, literally to the moon. He's got zero fantasy production, yeah. as does Cole Komet. Uh, but even Robinson being freed from Chicago 
just hasn't been. I, I saw this stat, and there's so many stats out there and ways to track football that I, I'm not an expert on any of them, but they listed Stafford as like the least efficient passer through three weeks. That's even worse I, than Baker Mayfield. To be so honest, I don't know. I, I believe it. Because, I, I mean, I've watched two of these Rams games, and they're, he like has guys open, but either he, he doesn't like look at him quick enough and just throws to someone else or like in the case of Robinson, this dude has gotten so many end zone targets and he's been open on them and Stafford will either just throw it out, out, out of bounds or like over his head or some shit. It's not looked pretty. Yeah. And when you say, and Stafford throws it to someone else, but, and by that you mean Cooper cup because I mean, it's it's clear that that is they, they, pretty they, much the only safety tie Stafford has in that offense is just cop. Yeah, I mean, for yeah, especially like fantasy production. Like, I feel like he's the only person I trust in that offense. Like Higby, I can see like a little bit because tight ends so weak, but like you'll just he's just it's cup and then he's gonna throw to whoever's open i guess like that he sees first which is could be anyone yeah yeah it's not it's, Sta- not, it's not a clear like one two stafford's really quickly rising up the rankings of the uh most racist quarterbacks out there he's uh really contending <laughs> with mason rudolph right now for that the, that number one spot I but uh yeah yeah um Johnny, you got any last questions, or should we get into this uh, top three and have some fun? I say let's move right into the top three. I mean, we've been having fun this whole time, Jacob, but let's move yeah, right into bro. the top three. <laughs> okay. yeah. I, I've let's enjoyed have, my conversation here. I, I've been enjoying it, too. I said I misspoke, <laughs> you assholes. Um, Come on, that's, right. a sta- that's a staple of the show. <laughs> um, what are we, We're doing uh, best chicken products from fast food re- fast food restaurants. But non-chicken sandwiches, though. Did I explain that well enough? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) It started off, Jacob approached us by saying it was chicken nuggets, but then then chicken tenders came in, but then we had to rule out chicken sandwiches, so we settled with that wordy explanation of it's a chicken product, but it's not a chicken sandwich, I think. Yeah, so yeah, Jacob, I mean, in a way, I think you got it as best you could. Anybody want to go first? It's not your fault. I can go first if nobody are objects. We do, are we doing just one, two, three, or are we doing one, 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 one? Oh, I kind of like. Oh, Caden! Wow, <laughs> wow, dude! I thought, bring, I thought, I thought it'd throw the a little format change in there. Yes, yes. All right, let's do. Let's we'll start at three. All right. I so, like so, that's a that's a very good idea. All right, who wants to? So I'll go first with my third yeah, pick yeah. then. Oh, so Jacob, what does that mean for your honorable mentions then? Those are good. I'll do them after. Yeah. I'll do them after. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. So I've got the show's on a time. The show's on a time limit, so we might run out of time before that can happen. <laughs> okay, so nothing super flashy for my third pick. Uh, I have to kind of go with old reliable, and that is the the chicken McNuggets from McDonald's. Man, they I think uh, certainly of the what my top three is going to be. They're the farthest from what actually I think chicken is is, is a real thing because I don't know what McDonald's puts in those chicken nuggets. But they're just reliable. McDonald's has a great variety of sauces. I love their buffalo sauce. It's probably, probably my go-to. But they got like the creamy ranch and whatnot. And I don't just old standby for the number three slot. I got to go with chicken McNuggets. Yeah, that's a pretty. It's it's an okay pick. I that's, would never put it in the top fair. three. 
but you know it is a staple that's my honorable mention just because you grow up with the mcnuggets bro you just i don't know i used to hate mcdonald's but i've came i've came a little more onto it but i always go for like mcchickens and stuff uh but it's still still a good pick oh that doesn't count yeah you're right sandwiches sandwiches um, but my, my number three, I'll go next, Caden, if you don't mind. Uh, coming in at number three, we got the Wendy's Nug. Wendy's, real crispy. They're good. They're just, they're, I would say, all reliable. They're like the best of like the big three there, McDonald's, Burger King, um, Wendy's. I think Wendy's Nug, you know, the four for four, you can four of those bitches. I don't know. They got Dip those bitches in ranch, barbecue, whatever you like. <laughs> Double up on the bitches. I love it. <laughs> yeah, just back to back bitches. That's how. That's how good they are, man. You, you know, Nugs they got the spicy bitches. nug if you're feeling adventurous. Um, but no, just the the regular Wendy's nug. It's it's always a classic. All right, so but, I I feel like I've got the biggest curveball in here. If if we're just going, I feel like we're all just underprepared. Everything's just going to be nugs. But for three, I've got orange chicken. Oh, fucking, oh, oh. From fucking Panda Express. That shit slaps. I did, I did not consider that at all, but it, I that think it fits the category. I think it fits the category. It does fit in the, the weird category Jacob formed. That does fit, Caden. That, that so was my little... switch, because when he said chicken products, no sandwiches, I was like, shit, that includes orange chicken. That's got to be in there. That shit is insane, and I, I mean... For having a Panda Express relatively close, I feel like I don't hit that place up enough. Yeah, we had one in our union. I ate that stuff way too much. I never really got orange chicken. I got the teriyaki chicken. I'm not really a big uh, orange chicken guy, but I understand the pick. <laughs> that's, a, that's such an analytical breakdown, Jacob. That's like exactly what someone would say on draft night. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of that guy as a player, but I, I, I understand the pick. Hey, hey, these um, these top threes are intense, bro. If they're not taken <laughs> seriously, then what no, they're fiercely to Everyone's very protective of their top three because I have already I won round one clearly. McDonald's, honorable mention for McDonald's. <laughs> sure, McDonald's sure. is the staple of all staples. Um, but I guess I'll move us right along oh, into oh, round. Before we go, go on further, the Sprite pick is is wild as number one. Just saying. In a negative What's your fashion, number one? huh? It's it's wild in a negative fashion. I mean, I don't know. It's I the f- best pop. Nah, soda, dude. soda pop. They, they, I mean, what's like, your number one? My number one. I mean, it's got to be like a Coke, right? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's just a standard pop, right? <laughs> you know, they got spread. hint traces of cocaine in there. It's all good. But I'm, I'll just leave that there. That's time. That's talk for another time. Yeah, yeah, I see. Come on, come on to my podcast. Take a shot, my yeah, it's just, it's just a little jab. Um, okay, so then I'll I'll bump us down here into um, the number two overall pick. It's all right. This is the first repeat or pick from somebody else. Jacob, I have to tag on with you. See, now my list feels so bland by comparison to Cadence because it's all nuggets. But Wendy's nuggets the number two. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Wendy's in general, but I what really separates their nuggets outside of the fact <laughs> what. Wendy's is top tier. Most diverse menu. <laughs> you see, Jacob, nobody says that shit but you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know where to go. Wendy's from, the most dude, diverse. Dude, dude, you, no, you, you can know get a baked potato. You can get you can, the, no. the, the burgers are delicious there. 
yeah, no, they're fine. I think DQ has a very diverse menu, though, to be honest with you. They had the pretzel sticks. That's really beside the point, Jacob. You interrupted me. Yeah, I didn't even get to get my whole <laughs> the tangents are unleashing this pod. Number two, Wendy's, because A, the chicken obviously tastes better than McDonald's. It's not a high bar to beat. But the barbecue sauce from Wendy's, I think, of any place that I've ever had barbecue sauce from, that is simply the best barbecue sauce I've ever had. I know it's kind of like separate from the actual chicken product itself, but ultimately you dip them in so it all goes together. So number two, I got to go Wendy's chicken nuggets with the essential barbecue sauce. All right, yeah, I don't, I, I've kind of drifted away from barbecue sauce. It used to be my go-to condiment, but now now I just go ranch. I love ranch. The worst but, one. But uh, my number two, it's it's uh, it's a classic. Um, you know, it was a limited edition for a little bit, but then it kind of came back. And I think it's a staple on the menu now forever. You know, I don't go to this establishment often, but um, when I do, it always hits. You know, you get a little side of of, of the chicken product as well as your uh, fries, and it's a go. It's it's always great. Uh, it's the chicken fries from Burger King. Those things are gas. Um, the little container's sick as fuck because, like, if you're eating them in the car, there's a little... Uh, container for your little sauce you can put it in there you get your little dipping chicken fries they're they're elite um they're perfect and you know you don't really get like grossed out by the processed chicken nug you don't really find the brown shit in there because it's fry shaped and then you can do like a little combo with the fries dip them in your ranch and they all eat the same so chicken fries that's my number two spot jacob i leave it to you to include a burger king in your top three for Dude, anything. it's their only saving grace I Bro, you got, no, you, got you, can't, you can't so save the Whopper is so good. The Whopper, the Whopper is, is so the worst. So if nope. we the worst, the worst burger is the Whopper. <laughs> dude, oh my gosh, I'm not so, a burger guy. I've so never good. had a Whopper in my life. Oh it's my gosh, literally dude, a hockey it's so puck. Good. It's a it's a flattened hockey puck. I'm it's glad the I've worst. Never had it's one almost yeah, always cold. They actually put good toppings on it. Dude, who get, who cares about toppings at a fast? That's not what makes a burger good, Jacob. If you start with if you start with a shit patty, it's all fucked. Well, every place has a shit patty. That's completely That's false. That's why I don't get burgers from fast food restaurants. If you have Bro, a, wa- a if you can eat a Whopper, ass. your stomach has to be made of molten ass. When's the last time you had a Whopper? My dad gets Whoppers all the time, probably six months ago. It was atrocious. Be <laughs> bad. It's the worst one, Jacob. You pick every week we do this. You pick the worst one, dude. No, I do. See, I will not stand by Burger King slander because Burger you, King you, is so fucking good. Your curveballs it's the worst. Are just you, just bad. you can get onion Wendy's. rings from dude. The onion rings. Have you got the onion rings from Burger King? Those are good. They're onion rings. You can hardly fuck them up, Jacob. You can't. You can get them anywhere. Who cares? The, the fries. I think the fries are better. <laughs> are better Sorry. there than don't, McDonald's. Don't. False. You're a while and now. <laughs> like Jacob, the, the, that's the, a slippery slope. The chicken fries was reasonable. The I the will regular fr- defend regular Burger King. Fries is not. We were gonna do a burger ranking, and a Whopper was my number one. Well, dude, I, it would have. <laughs> It would have been tough. And I I would have not been surprised because that's the worst pick, Jacob. That's Oh, my gosh, dude. Whoppers are good, dude. Burger King sucks. It's the worst fast food joint. Caden, what's your number two pick? I need a... My number two is a good fast food joint. It's Chick-fil-A, but not the nuggets, the fucking tenders. Dude, the, the price on them is whack, but for what you pay, you get in what is probably the one of the most elite chicken products. 
of any restaurant, fast food or not. And that's that's something, bro. For fucking being just a chicken place. Yeah, I got I got a I got a gripe to pick with Chick Fil A. Not to spoil my top one. So but... wait, so before you get there, Jacob, you will defend Burger King to the end of the earth. But now you got a gripe to pick yeah, with exactly uh, Chick Fil A. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's all too expensive. Chick Fil A is too expensive, and the because fries it, are garbage. Because the, the quality is exactly. so much better than any other place. Any other? That's why that, it's expensive, that, Jacob. Because they, they actually one. kill the real chicken to make it. Yeah, but I only ordered the chicken sandwich. So you got, you got I'll, I'll get I'll get nugs as a size sometimes. You gotta venture um, out and get the tenders. Like, yeah, I've gotten the tenders a couple times, but dude, they hit, bro. They, the the price difference is I don't think is worth it. But like every once in a while, just for the switch up, they're so good. I feel it. I feel it. I don't know. I have them over the nuggets because usually I, I get a sandwich my, too. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I don't have Chick Fil A in my in my number one spot because like I just have a bone to pick with them. They 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 sit on this high mighty throne and think they're the best chicken spot, but they're not. So let me before I get to my number one pick, let's just for the folks at home lay out Jacob's <laughs> line of reasoning. He's in his number one spot for chicken product fast food. He's not going to pick a product from the place that makes the best chicken. That's that's his number one. So that's that's a promising start, Jacob. I can't wait till we. Well, if they would if we would have done sandwiches, then it would have been my number one spot. But we'll carry on. We'll carry we'll on. Car- we'll carry on. Number one enough for me. Of, enough about me. Yeah, number one for me. I'm already over this whole thing. Jacob pisses me off. As he normally does. Is Caden good pick with the the tenders? I'm gonna go Nuggets because this is, this was a Nuggets exclusive list for me. Chick Fil A Nuggets, they're just Chick Fil A makes the best fast food chicken. It's the best quality, tastes the best. I don't. Their employees are always happy because they treat them well. Except I don't know if they like gay people or not because the whole closed on Sundays religious thing. That's that's beside the point. Their Polynesian sauce though, also they're like sweet and sour sauce. Very good. You can buy it at the store now. You can buy the Chick Fil A sauce at the store now. Very cool. I get that. That's fun. Chick Fil A is Chick Fil A chicken nuggets, my number one. All right, you guys ready for my number one? <laughs> my my number one. They're the dollar fifty ten piece nuggets from Burger King. <laughs> All right, dude. I think I'm, that's just kidding. I'm kidding. I was I'm about kidding. to say, <laughs> has there ever been a walk off on the on the pod before? Because <laughs> I'm about <laughs> to do it right now. My number one's Canes, and I think oh, it's solely because of the the Canes is really good. You know. Um, their crust is a little bit flaky, but it's juicy, and then the cane sauce puts it over the top. And so I just had to put it cane's number one. See, that, that's more respectable. I, Can, cane's, I ain't got no gripe with cane's. Cane's sauce is good. Cane's chicken's good. I like the toast that comes with it. That's good. That's yeah. Jacob. That might be the most reasonable number one pick you've ever had. <laughs> I know. We're only <laughs> if three you weeks fucked in it up, and... If you hadn't lost us at the turn with Burger King, you would have been all right this time. Yeah, I know. You almost squeaked away, but you just had to throw it in there for some reason. <laughs> um, but, but to end it off, my number one, Wendy's Spicy Nugs. I don't... Like, yeah. the OG Spicy Nugs, before anyone else did it, those shits changed the fucking game. Everyone started doing chicken product shit after Spicy Nugs. The sandwiches... Everyone else has a fucking spicy nugget. Everyone's trying to get a tender. Fucking all this shit. But Wendy's the OG. I'm paying homage. I don't know. They're just elite. That's a great pick. You know, That's very respectable. I'm usually not the spicy nug type of guy, but I understand the pick. I'll eat them 
I'll eat them when I I'll get them every once in a while, and they're they're always hitting. So good pick, great list, Kate, yeah, in there. Uh, you really threw us for a loop. A, a, a whole <laughs> loop with the orange chicken breads. <laughs> Definitely not you saying fucking BK over Chick Fil A. Definitely won't throw anyone for a loop. And also <laughs> alleging that the Whopper would be his number one burger, despite it the is. Whopper being it's not a, it's not an alleged a consensus like... worst <laughs> burger from a fast food place. Bro, dude, the pickles, tomatoes, mayo, ketchup, so good at Burger King. It it would taste better, Jacob, if you took the patty off and left all the condiments on. It's that's just awful. It's flame grilled, bitch, dude. That's so good. <laughs> what the fuck? It's flame grilled, bitch. That's like a, sounds like a Bernie, Michael Scott. Bernie line. and the bitches, real. It never stops. <laughs> it all out. Uh, one interesting note, though, I did pull up uh, a top a top list just to see how we compare from thrill thrilllist.com. Jacob, can you take a guess at, at which? And this is exclusively nuggets. Oh yeah. Can we, you guess which nuggets? Them. Are number one according to Thrillist? Yeah, it's gonna be fucking McDonald's because it's not fuck. McDonald's. I'll give you a hint: it's not a pick that anyone had. McDonald's is number can four. I, can I give a uh, guess? Because I also saw a list. I just want to see. I know, but it, but that's a little cheating, Caden. If you already kind of maybe know. Um, yeah, I got no. I got it. I got it. All right, let's see. Um, you don't, but go ahead. Uh, Shake Shack. No. Steak and Shake. No. Hardee's. No. I'll give you a. I'll, I'll let me let me preface it with this. I I didn't know personally that this place had chicken nuggets, unless you operate under the assumption that every fast food place has chicken nuggets. I didn't know that the, this place is not associated with its chicken nuggets at all, but it is associated with a particular kind of fry. Does that help you, Jacob? That's a good hint, and I I think I know what it is then. <laughs> Arby's? It's Arby's Premium Chicken Nuggets number one. Yep. That's the fastest thrillist winner. About Arby's. Twenty twenty. That was a thing. I didn't know they had chicken nuggets. I didn't either until I saw. Yeah, that they list. do. That's just some people. Number are one. Lying. They put pre. How do you put premium in front of chicken nuggets? That doesn't make any sense. Especially at Arby's, dog. <laughs> they ain't got nothing premium there. <laughs> no, they slice up roast beef and put it in between bread. <laughs> They got some good sauce. Arby's sauce is good. Never had it. See, like Arby's, I just get fries there. I don't get anything else. No, you don't get the roast beef and cheese? Nah, dog. I, oh, I, they're good. They're good every once in a while. The roast beef and cheese? Mm. What do you get there? Certain foods. like From Arby's? Does, is Arby's the place that does the gyros? I know I'm probably I, I think they, the American I think, way. I think they did. Mr. I think Mr. They Hero does promotion. them as well. I definitely have had their gyro before, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. But it's it's Arby's, so I kind of avoid it. If I yeah, Arby's is they got a good uh, they had a good cheesesteak for a little bit. I used to get that all the time. Um, the fries are always bussing. Um, yeah, and Arby's is good. Arby's is underrated. <laughs> they got a good milkshake. <laughs> yes. Jacob, what's your what's your number one most underrated fast food joint? <laughs> um, uh, rallies. That's, two, yep. two no, dollar you, no, you don't even have box. to finish it. That's it. That was <laughs> no it. cap though. If, rallies, low key for how cheap it is, bro. Not that bad. They, that got me through college, dude. We would go and we'd get the two dollar chicken, chicken and fry boxes. It's an incredible deal. You get two of those bitches, you're set for the for the night. 
See, that's, that's a good. Actually, you guys, and, and maybe this is a, a, a segment for another time, but value in food is an interesting discussion to have. Where do you draw the line between this shit tastes really good or I can get a fuck ton of this shit for real cheap? And that's that's really good grammar I rolled out there. Obviously. I, I, think, I think BK is the line. I think that's just, BK is where it's too cheap and it sucks too much. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter how cheap, See, like, how cheap it that, is. If your if your prices are equal or close to fucking BK, that's why I don't trust you. <laughs> like the the chicken fries are a proven commodity, so like I'll go back if I have to and get those. But everything else, it, it's just all downhill. The fries or the fries are dog. Somehow the fucking nugs are a dollar. That's just wild. Dollar fifty. Give them some credit, man. Bruh, it's fifty cents, <laughs> dude. You, yeah, you just get a little side of fucking them, and you just dip them, load them in sauce, and they're good. I, you, I just, don't understand. Just Jacob, maybe maybe we've point. uncovered your issue. You take really bad food and douse it in anything possible to hide the original taste, <laughs> the original and taste. then you say no, it's no, pretty no, good. No, no. It's not well, that I'm bad. Sauce, I am it a sauce It just tastes guy. like ranch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do, that I, doesn't count. That's any that you could put it on anything, Jacob, and it would be that. That's how you are with the Whopper. All the toppings, you don't even taste the horrible burger. Somehow, I don't know how you avoid it. Well, every fucking place has thin ass fucking patties. I, I do not like, like you could use a Whopper to play frisbee, Jacob. It's not theirs is different. It's also huge. It's different. Shout out to my know. boy I'm, Pablo I'm and his quote: "That's a hockey puck." That that's just a callback to uh, the backyardigans. If you don't know, ooh. Ooh, I, Great show. I was wondering where you were going with Qual- that quote. Quality, uh, <laughs> quality callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great one. Um, <laughs> I think I think I won this uh, this draft here. Yeah, f- this far draft? And, far and wide. This top three. I think that should be in the Jacob, if poll. this was a draft, you're the fucking Las Vegas Raiders, dude. You Bro, completely dude, I, fucked I, up. I value City, dude. No, you, you, drafted, you drafted Alex Leatherwood. You're cutting him next year. That's, <laughs> that's Burger King. Bro, dude, I drafted Wendy's off right off the board. You did okay there. Yeah, you started That's, off strong, bro. And then you... Whoever's a good player on the Raiders, you Darren Waller, you did okay, or Hunter Renfro, you did okay on that one, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll find some people who agree with me. You're like Randy. It might take me, might might take me years. You're like, you're like Randy Moss, bro. You started off strong, kind of eh in the middle, and then ended pretty strong, too. Yeah, so you didn't. You ended okay, Jacob. I'll give you that. You just detoured in the middle. Dude, everybody loves freaking chicken fries. Yes, yeah, I mean chicken fries are okay, but it's just My, I, I think had a great, I think it was just your I had a great three on, list. Your, your take on BK, I think, is what that's it. that's something I'll die on a hill for forever. So I just don't, I don't get why Burger King would be a hill anybody would reasonably die on because it gets so much fucking slander. Everybody's like, oh, who eats Rightfully Burger so. King? So yeah. my fucking ass does. <laughs> Have you ever driven by a Burger King, Jacob? There's nobody there. Yeah, not, that's it's why a... it's great. Because you just get in and out. <laughs> yeah, no, you might be the reason why they stay open. That's good. Here's the play. Here's the play. You go. You go. You get a Whopper <laughs> Junior combo. Even BK in America. You get a medium Whopper Junior combo. And you get a side of onion rings and then an order of chicken fries. And you're eating good. I, 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 I guess. No it's like, and that's probably like. 11 bucks and you fill it you're full 
You're full of something, Jacob. I'll, yep. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. All right, we've been going. Yeah. Uh, we've been we've been we've been going long. We've been riffing on <laughs> on fast food joints for probably an hour. So <laughs> good. All right, uh, we appreciate you coming on, Caden. It was a lot of fun having you you pop in, uh, Johnny. Any last words for this uh, guy who uh, put orange chicken on his list? Um, well, Caden, your list was certainly better than Jacob's. Uh, but if just to get into at least on somewhat of a fantasy football note, I do still like your roster. And, you know, I think it's so early on in the season. You raised some good points about how long is too long to wait. And um, I think the next couple of weeks for you are going to be kind of pivotal because you're going to have to make some decisions on some of those guys, whether or not you're going to go ahead and make it a big trade. But, um, you know, you're a pretty seasoned uh, fantasy football owner. So I think you'll be able to, to steer that ship. But uh, obviously, I thank you for coming on and, uh, Wish you uh, the best of luck the rest of the way. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Wish you guys luck too. And uh, I mean, I'm seasoned, but hey, we every every year it's the infirmary. That's how it goes. Yeah. Hey, hey, you're the first f- first winner of the league, so you know. Yeah. You, sh- you should really. Be I'm also here. the only winner should... to never get the money. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think did we? I don't think we paid that year. No, no. We I don't did know. Not. We threw we threw together in like three days, in like the week the se- before the season started. Well, we just um, had uh, people uh, pull out of pain. So I mean, it's just yeah, I just yeah. like griping about it, just to give you guys shit. But yeah, no, I would I would go I would gloat about that first winner. But there is that asterisk, you know, auto draft the team. But all right, bro, I I picked up Odell off the fucking waiver wire and he won me well, the league. Yeah, well, I okay, credit to me, yeah. I had him first and then I dropped. Him. <laughs> but that's on that's so, on you. That's on you. You could have won the league. Well, I had such a good team I that I didn't have roster space. For such him. a good team, you didn't have roster space for a wide receiver dropping thirty a week. I picked him up. He made one good catch. It was like week six or whenever he came back. He made one good catch, and then I was like, oh, I got to pick his ass up. And then he had like a dud week, so I'm like, he's done. All right. Thanks yeah. thanks for coming <laughs> thanks, on, Caden. We appreciate boys. it. <laughs> have a good one. Uh, let's get on to the rest of the episode. Thanks for coming on, Caden. All right, we appreciate Caden coming on the episode today. But Johnny, you ready to just round this out, get these power rankings done, and uh, call it a week so the boys can get back to fixing their lineups as they have some shitty uh, decisions. (laughs) Absolutely, Jacob. And uh, we have a pretty big Thursday night football game coming up, so a lot of fantasy players will be going into that. Guys certainly need to get ready for that big game. So let's kick it off at number 12. We have a new member of uh, the worst spot on power rankings this week. It is Aiden. Aiden, you know, there's nowhere to go but up unless you, you know, stay the same. Jacob, who's at number 11? Coming in at number 11, he jumps a spot. He gets out of that trench. He got a first dub this week. It's Nutter. Nutter comes in at number 11. Who's at number 10? Well done, Nutter. At number 10, it is uh, today's podcast host. You see, you come on to the podcast you know, you move right up in the power rankings. That's not correlated in any way. But Caden takes the number 10 spot. Who's the number 9? Coming in at number 9, we got Bryce. Uh, disappointing start to his season, but, you know, he's got a decent squad. Hopefully he could jump up these rankings. Who's at 8? At number 8, Jacob. He dropped Dick this week and jumped way up the board. Steno. Steno takes number 8 after the 170-point week. Who's number 7? 
Coming at number seven, it's Scotty Cuh. Scotty Cuh had a great week last week, but uh, this week he uh, fell, so he's coming in at number seven spot. Who's at number six? At number six, Jacob. It's everybody's favorite team, my team. Of course, obviously, barking up the wrong T, best team name. Who's at number five? Coming at number five, it's Joe. Joe's team stayed consistent throughout the whole year, and he's riding off Nick Chubb. We'll see if he can keep it up. Who's at number four? Number four, it's everybody's least favorite team. Worst team name. Jacob, that's you. It hurts to be this pretty. Uh, <laughs> what's wrong with me? Who's at number three? Coming in at number three, we got Brian. His team's been pretty consistent this year. He's riding Lamar Jackson. He comes in at number three. Who's at number two? At number two, it is Jake, a.k.a. the guy who changes his team name every week, so I get confused. This week, it's Cod Beta Oh No for Kyler Murray. Who's at number one this week, Jacob? He's staying put from last week. He's our only undefeated team. It's Jack. Jack uh, has got a good squad going so far. He's uh, squeaked by some weeks, but we'll see if he can keep it going next week. Uh, Johnny, I think this was a great episode. Any last thoughts on the power rankings or anything throughout the year? uh it was it was a good episode it was a lot of fun uh uh, let's be honest boys this past week was really shitty except for stino who had fun at the rest of our expenses so that's not very nice obviously but um you know this week is is a fresh week jacob for everybody to uh go out there and sort of right the wrongs of last week an explosive matchup on thursday night football the Bengals meet up with the dolphins that should be a fun one to watch we'll get to see just how god awful the Bengals look in their all white uniforms including the all white helmets but uh yeah i think that is uh that does it for this week uh we'll catch you again uh next week boys we'll see you later boys